Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. She's Mary Kay Cabot, covers the Browns, covers the NFL for the Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com. Good morning, Mary Kay. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Hi, Mary uh, We are well. First of all, DeMar Hamlin, last we've heard, still critical condition in uh, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. We all saw what happened last night uh, while you were watching and, and your reaction to everything that you saw and the outstanding attention that he received from the medical personnel in Cincinnati. I mean, just so grateful that they were able to get his heart beating again and save his life. I mean, my goodness, uh, that is just something that everyone, I'm sure, is so grateful about today. And, you know, let's hope that, you know, that he can survive this and pull through this. And I know everyone out there, you know, is still praying really hard for him. And that's what needs to happen because uh, this is just a, a horrible, horrible tragedy and, uh, you know, I, I just hope and pray uh, that it has an okay outcome. Yeah, Mary, I, I think the part that I'm having problems with are people that are pointing fingers. I mean, like, I, I don't know how I, – I read a really interesting article this morning that was written by a doctor just saying that, you know, you got to make sure the, the, the patient is stable at that point before you're moving a patient. And probably one of the best places to be is in the middle of an NFL football field because of all the medical attention that that the NFL has in that situation. I just – I, it, it's just it, it, like I can't imagine even just sitting on the desk at ESPN last night trying to figure out what to tell people and what not to tell people because it, it's just something we just haven't seen, right? I mean, it's just it's such a yeah, uh, yeah it's right. just so off the off the the, the normal beaten path of, of what we're used to seeing. So incredibly difficult to cover something like this live and to have the right words to say. Yeah. And I commend Susie Culber and uh, you know and Adam Schefter and everyone that was you know trying to cover this live and make sure that they were providing information for people, uh, trying to get it right and also being sensitive to the situation. So incredibly difficult, and it's not the time for people to go ripping them for things that come out of their mouth that might not be. 100% what they would have wanted to say under different circumstances. Uh, it's a time for everyone to kind of pull together, support each other, and understand that everyone is doing the best they possibly can in the moment. That was well said by you. Yeah. Um, you're absolutely right. Now the NFL, and last night I think the NFL made the right call. You can't go out and play that football game. And Mary Kay, Andy and I just talked about it you know, with DeMar Hamlin, his situation if, if any of the updates, we're going to hear them here. So we were talking about what does the NFL do here. The conclusion we came to was they just don't play this game. And I don't know how you make it up in such a time frame, and maybe you just go percentages. And Buffalo beat Kansas City in the regular season. Does that give them the bye? You know, if you're the NFL, how do you approach this? And what do you tackle first on this? Well, of course, first and foremost, um, you know, DeMar Hamlin's well-being is, sure. you know, the most important thing for everyone involved, both teams, the league, and everyone. Um, by the same token, I'm sure that there are discussions probably underway on what to do about the game, 
whether or not they can play it, where and when they should play it. Um, and I'm sure they will come up with the right decision. And, that, you know, that's another thing last night, too. I mean, in the heat of the moment, you know, everyone wants to, you know, just bash the NFL for things that were said and done right then. Nobody really knows for sure who was told what on that field or in, you know, in that situation. So once again, before everyone starts, you know, just criticizing every little single thing that happened uh, last night and in the aftermath, you know, let's just all take a few moments and, you know, just think about humanity and what everybody's trying to accomplish here and, um, you know, and, and just stop with all the vitriol and, and all of that stuff. Uh, but I do think that, you know, the NFL is probably having discussions now about how to proceed. Isn't it sad that we even have to say that? I mean, I, just, I, I was thinking about that last night, too. It was like, I, you know, people who are mad or upset or have, you know, I, I just I, the, the fact that you just said things that I was just thinking, too. And it's just like the fact that we even have to say that, that why can't we? you know, value this person's life and then then worry about everything else that happens afterwards. Let's switch gears here for a second. Um, it, what, what are your thoughts on the Browns coming off this weekend? And, um, you know, that second half was impressive. It, it felt good. It was, felt good to watch the Browns play on all three sides of the ball, you know, and, and play well And for the yeah, second you know half. What? You know what? I really think that, um, you know, it is a glimpse of the future. Uh, we were getting a chance to see what Deshaun Watson is going to be like with Amari Cooper. I think those two guys are going to be dynamite together uh, for years to come. You know, I think you're seeing Deshaun take the strides each week that he needs to take. I thought he even, you know, played really well on the last drive in the loss to the Saints. And I thought that bodes well for the future in terms of how he might play in inclement weather. So I think he's checking off the boxes. I think he's passing the tests. And the thing that, that I wrote a little about for today is the fact that, I mean, look, now even Kenny Pickett is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC North. So you have to have a really good quarterback that can go head-to-head with Lamar Jackson, with Joe Burrow, now with Kenny Pickett. And then you move uh, through the AFC, and then you have to deal with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And the Browns have their guy that can do that. And that's what this was all about. Mary Kay Cabot joining us, PlainDealerCleveland.com. Does the the way the Browns finish this season, Mary Kay, and you know they've they've done a nice job here, and with Deshaun Watson, you know you have an above five hundred record with Deshaun as your starting quarterback at three and two. Does that take heat off of Kevin Stefanski? Is there any heat on Kevin Stefanski? I would be stunned if he weren't back as head coach, and I think that's that sums it up for me. Do you think the heat's off of him in this situation? You know, I don't really think the heat has been on him, to be honest with you. I really just think that uh, this was a year in which they knew they had to do the best they could to get through it with Deshaun being out those 11 games. And I certainly don't think the Browns are going to pull the plug on their head coach when he's only had five games with Deshaun Watson. That's what this is all about, to put those two guys together and hope that you came up with that dynamic coach-quarterback combo uh, that can help lead you to Super Bowls over the next how many ever years. So I don't think now is the time to have him on the hot seat. I don't think now is the time uh, to take away his play-calling duties. Let's see what everyone can do with Deshaun Watson at quarterback, because he will cover up for a lot of ills. Uh, now, having said that, I think there are other positions that are going to be under scrutiny, and I also have some thoughts on those. 
Uh, Mary Kelly, what, what do you think about the fact the Steelers still have a 21% chance of making the playoffs going into this game and that I think we all kind of looked at them in the beginning of the season and said, man, they got quarterback issues. They're not going to be a very good team this season. And now you're looking at a fourth-place finish if you don't win on Sunday, if you're the Browns. Well, I, you know, I just think it speaks to how good of a coach Mike Tomlin is. My goodness, he's good, and that is a really – really well-run organization. Their personnel department is excellent. Mike is amazing. I mean, even just you know hearing some of his mic'd up stuff, uh, it's just so cool to hear how he talks to those players. And I really admire him and I respect him. And I think he's you know the main reason why they have not had a losing season in his entire tenure, which is absolutely remarkable. So, you know, it's, it's something to behold. It really is to watch uh, how he handles this year after year. No one gave them a chance this year. I kind of wrote them off. I didn't, I, you know, I always talked about it being a three-team race in the AFC North, and look at it now. Um, they might send three teams to the playoffs, one of which is the Steelers. So um, I just think it's about the way that they're run and about Mike Tomlin. Mary Kay, you said you had thoughts on other situations. I would think that would be defensive coordinator with Joe Woods and Mike Prefer in special teams. Are there changes there? And if so, are they dictated by Kevin Stefanski or are they dictated from folks above him? Well, you know, I think it's Kevin Stefanski's staff, so I think it's going to be his call. And I think they will look long and hard at defense and special teams after the season. Um, I, pers- You know, it just it seems like the vibe is trending towards Joe Woods being gone. I think we've all felt that at different points throughout this entire season. I, for one, would be in support of bringing Joe back understanding that there were extenuating circumstances on this defense this year, a lot of injuries, a lot of young guys that took a while to kind of come into their own this season. And I think you can see how the defense is starting to play now. Um, But I would probably also tweak it. I think I would, you know, hire maybe an assistant head coach slash defense or something like that. I would probably support Joe or pair him with someone. uh, If you want a new pair of eyes on something, or if you want a little bit of a different philosophy, Maybe, uh, you know, let him co-coordinate with someone or whatever. But uh, I, I, I really like Joe. I respect Joe. And I, for one, uh, wouldn't shake it up that much. Okay, I think that's interesting. I thought the same thing at the end of last year because I thought the defense was on its way. And then it, it just didn't live up to the billing. I thought it regressed this year. I think, that would well, be a t- I think it would be a tough sell to bring him back. But on the other hand... You said it, I said it, Andy said it. All season long, we've been looking at that defensive tackle situation and saying, you need some help there. I mean, it was obvious before the season started, and then all the injuries at linebacker. I mean, I can see where you could sell that this could, this, I can see where you could sell we're bringing them back. How's that? Yeah, and you would have to make sure, you have to talk to players after the season, too, and sort of see where their heads are at and where they're coming from. Uh, because I think some of them probably don't necessarily think that they were always used uh, in ways that showcase their strengths. Um, so there are probably some issues you would have to work through. But I do think there's enough there to build on uh, and enough young guys that are really starting to come around. I think Joe had a lot on his plate this year. And, you know, I, I fear that he's going to take the fall for all of it. And I just don't know if I would do it like that. Um, I thought it was interesting that Ryan Day said that he might give up play calling at Ohio State. And I was like, huh. I, is that? Do you think that would ever go through Kevin's mind? 
to be the the CEO of the team on game day rather than being the guy that needs to call plays on offense? The only time that it would go through his mind is if he was 100% certain that there were another person on the staff that could handle that chore better than he could. And I think the first thing that he wants to see and that the organization would like to see is how is he going to do next year when he's had a full off season with Deshaun Watson and everybody else. Uh, and, you know, let's see what he can do next year. And if it doesn't work out, then everyone can pivot from there. But I wouldn't take it away from him before you've given him a chance. Mary Kay Cabot joining us, PlainDealerCleveland.com. The Amari Cooper connection was terrific. I think it was Chris Collinsworth several games ago on a Sunday night said, when you add that third wide receiver that can be a danger to, to a team, that's when – that's when offenses really start to click. Mary Kay, the, the Browns need that guy. And I would assume that, you know, and, and again, we've all talked about that all season long. I would assume that's priority one or priority two in the offseason. Would it not be? Well, it would be priority one for me. If I were running the team, that's what I would do. I would go out and I would find that Pro Bowl caliber receiver to pair with Amari Cooper. Uh, that would be Uh, the first thing that I would do. But there are other things they need, of course. Um, I would sign Jadavian, re-sign Jadavian Clowney. If they don't do that, they need to find another pass rusher. Um, And they do need to add to the defensive tackle room. But I would go out there and I would get that receiver because, you know, I don't think you invest in a $230 million quarterback and then just don't surround him with absolutely the best weapons you can find. Agreed. Mary Kay, thank you very much. We appreciate your perspective today. And every day. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Cabot, Plain Dealer, Cleveland.com, joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.